When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, and also the author of the book, Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is based. It's 25 years old now, the, the book, believe it or not, celebrating its 25th anniversary edition. And here I am still, still echoing the lessons of my old professor, Maury Schwartz, 25 years later, really 27, was when I was actually sitting with him as he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. And it's uh, still amazing to me how much this little book has, has reached out to so many people, not because of anything that I wrote or the way that I wrote it, but I think the lessons that Maury had to share and basically learned in his final days ring true to people around the globe, uh, no matter what stage of life you're actually in. And today we're going to speak with a guest on the program who's learned his own set of lessons from a rather harrowing life experience as well. Before we get to him, Lisa Goitsch is alongside, as always, my friend and producer of the Tuesday People podcast. Lisa, you're Hello, doing well. Mitch, as usual. We're happy to welcome Brent Yates on the program. Brent has uh, done a lot of things in his life. He's an entrepreneur. In fact, uh, he calls himself a serial entrepreneur, which means you start one business after another after another. He's been a philanthropist, an investor. He's been in the gas industry. Uh, he's done a lot of things with his life. But about 15 years ago, he had something happen to him, a series of things actually, that changed his perspective. And we know that there are a lot of people out there who come to this podcast because they are either changing their perspective, seeking to change their perspective, or interested in people who have changed their perspective. Brent Yates, welcome to the program. Hey, pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you. Tell us what happened in 2007, what your life had been like up to that point and how it changed. Yeah, 2007, uh, kind of like it was the place where, you know, financial crisis for those enough old enough to have been affected by that. Uh, went through a divorce, uh, had a lawsuit, hadn't had either one of them in my life. The financial crisis was really, really tough as we as we know. Sure. Um, ended up with a couple of diseases. MRSA had a big old spot in the center of my forehead, MRSA in my ears, uh, convulsions. It, it goes on and on. I'd lost about 40, 50 pounds. Didn't think I'd make, I was 47 years old. Didn't think I'd make it to 50, Mitch. And uh, didn't think I'd make it another day, actually, and made a decision that day. But I think growing up, uh, had a very successful family, mi middle, higher middle class, I'd call it. Uh, my mom, a uh, really, really accomplished athlete, still is a ballroom dancer and at 83, uh, still wins blue ribbon. So, you know, I had my mom feeding into me on one side as an athlete and I got her genes for the most part. And so as she fed me uh, and I started into sports, uh, you know, 
uh, it was mostly basketball. I played all sports, but mostly basketball and then golf. To have parents that fed into my life, how blessed, because I know a lot of people don't have that. Then I have my dad on the other side, very successful entrepreneur, the most beautiful guy I've ever known. My dad passed in 05 and, uh, you know, I have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stories in our book, my book about our relationship. And I think once one ends, you realize that you didn't do so well in it. But my dad's feeding me. Now they're both feeding me together. And uh, one of the early stories was I came home after being bullied one time. And both my mom and dad said, that will never happen to you again. You will never back down from anybody anywhere the rest of your life. And they gave me the confidence. Well, I took that right back to school. And then I started looking for reasons to defend myself and others. And I took that right into my 40s. So success bred success. But how I compartmentalized success and what I did with it was what took me to 47 in the way wrong way. And so, so, so I, let me, so let yeah. me reset because you've given us yeah. a lot of data there. A lot of <laughs> sure. So, you know, you obviously, you grew up in a, in a high achieving type of home where a lot was expected of you and, and you delivered on a lot of it and you had the talent and the intelligence and the athletic ability and you, whether as a result of it or despite it, thrived uh, in the light of your parents' urgings and pushing, which I think is a, you know, a fair description of a lot of people out there yeah. whose parents, for better or for worse, want them to be something, want them to be successful. They always say, we just want this for you, but frequently we wonder if they also want it for them. Um, so here you find yourself, maybe from the outside, before the 47th year hit, or maybe before your dad died a couple of years before that, uh, you're probably the envy of a lot of people, right? You're doing well, good looking guy, athletic, got a lot going for you, making money. So then these things that you started to lay out start to happen. As someone who, who has lost both of his parents and Lisa uh, knows this as well, uh, I always feel that even if that isn't the thing that tips you over, pushes you into a space where you start to feel a vulnerability that perhaps you didn't feel before. When both of your parents are still around in your life, it's almost as if there's a buffer between you and death. There's a buffer between you and the end of the, and the, the, the book because you've still got to go through when they're not here. You know, Yeah, their turn yeah, has to happen turn. first before yours does. Right. But when you lose one, and especially when you lose two, that voice in the back of your head starts to say, wait a minute, I'm next. And you start to think differently about life. And that thinking differently or that viewpoint or even that vulnerability can, can actually sometimes lead to things happening to you in ways that you didn't expect them. So here you are. Now your, your father passes away. Now you're 47. Yeah. As these things start to happen, and it doesn't sound like they were disconnected. Financial troubles can often lead to marital troubles, can often lead to health troubles. Am I, am I right? Absolutely. Okay. So these things are tied together. As you are starting to go the opposite direction in your life from what you were doing, which is up, up, up. And your book, The Gravity of Up is an interesting title. You'll talk about how you got to that in a little bit, yeah. but you're going up, 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 and now you're kind of going down, down, down. Yeah. Um, was the pull of the down, 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 did you feel that that was actually more powerful when it was at its strongest than the pull of the up, up, up? Wow. So I think that uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, today's up 
is way stronger than yesterday's Dow for sure. And the energy behind it and, and, and the mindset, but the down was extremely tough. And, you know, I think, I think after years of my programming and success and my father wanted me to take over the business and he groomed me to be who I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't need him anymore. I, I, no one could tell me anything. And so when I got to the point where he died, like lots of pain, lots of regrets. And then my marriage was already bad for several years. And so when we, my last child went to uh, college, when we called it quits, I thought it was for the best, but that's when it all fell apart. And then the other things hit. So that down was as down as I'd ever been, right? And didn't know if I wanted to live. And so- Was there one low point, like real, some moment, something that- Yeah, there was a moment where I contemplated taking my life. and, And in that moment, and in those moments afterwards, I realized that, you know, I had a fundamental Christ upbringing and a Bible. My parents had me in, in church and I'd been saved. But when you get in that rut, like, like you just, you forget what, what got you there. You, you know, you don't stay as connected and connecting is what is important to me today. And that word is, is very important for me going forward. But, you know, I just, you know, I was, I was in, I was in my own way, couldn't get out of my own way. Well, let's talk about that. So yeah. you're at a point where you're contemplating taking your own life. You don't. Mm-hmm. Your marriage is is gone. Your finances are in shambles. Your 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 personal life and your family life has been has been has suffered a blow. Uh, what began to open your eyes, and what was step one to yeah. sort of bouncing back in the opposite direction? Yeah. So I followed. This was two thousand seven eight when when things went as bad as they could. And in 2002, I had followed, well, that season, I had followed the Buckeyes out to Phoenix and they played in a bowl game out there. And I thought five years earlier, like if I wanted to start over, the, inner, the, the moon seemed different. The energy seemed different in Phoenix for me. And it seemed like I could get disconnected enough, maybe from my darkness and, and find new light and, and, and just reinvent myself. That was sort of in my mind in 02. And then in 07, after I went through those things, that's what I did. I changed locations. and From, from people, where to where? I went from Ohio to Phoenix. And that's where you know it all happened for me. All right. Well, what happened next? Yeah. What happened next is grace. And so the people that God put into my life, like he, what he put into my life was an amazing church, amazing community, uh, trainers, athletic trainers. I was in terrible shape. I was on crutches. I had just gotten through the MRSA. Uh, he put a life coach in, like, like people that I didn't know all came into my life within like 60 days. And the, an amazing church connection came from a friend in Ohio who said, hey, Brent's in Phoenix. He needs a church. Like he's going through some stuff. And that all got connected. I never met this pastor he reached out to. And he connected me in Phoenix to what turned out to be a, a Don Wilson, Church Christ in the Valley, who's just an amazing guy. And But all those things came into my life at once and got me up on my knees. So off of my knees. And so God knew that one or two with this bullheaded mind, that wouldn't have got it done for me. I saw change immediately. Well, I would, I would uh, propose that you had to be open to that mm. in the first place. I mean, there are a lot of people who are, who go through the kinds of things that you talked about and they get very down and then someone suggests to them, listen, you should come to church with me. Oh, I don't want to go to church. And no matter what, people say they just don't go they don't want to leave the house so they so 
they don't leave the house. You don't leave the house. You don't go to church. You don't meet these people. These things don't start happening. So there is something, wouldn't you say, to being sort of, even at your lowest, being open to getting better. And, and, And that, it sounds like, you know, just by the fact that you were willing to make that move and not stay mired in all the bad stuff, because a lot of people, that's what happened to them. It, it, it's crazy because from the outside, it's like, I'm sinking in this quicksand. This quicksand is terrible. Look, it's quicksand all around. And so the person on the outside says, well, why don't you get out of the quicksand? No, where would I go? <laughs> and yeah. you say, well, but then I'm just staying in the quicksand. And, yeah. But people, sometimes they can't see their way out. You, by virtue of the fact that you said, I'm going to pick up and go, you already showed that you were open to getting better. And then it sounds like a lot of getting better sort of happened for you. Right. And that shift, that shift, I think in life is always important. Like you made the shift, right? Without that shift, you would have just been in the same place, in the same spot, surrounded by the same exact people, right? So you chose to make the shift to a new place, which created this whole new reality for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting adventure, as it turns out. Right. And I want to, I want to liken this to Maury. And so we'll play a little cut here from when Maury found out that he had Lou Gehrig's disease. And for him, the down moment, like your culmination of all the things that you had, you know, the being sick with the MRSA after the divorce, after the business thing, for him was when he went to a doctor's office and the doctor said to him, you have ALS. And on his way home and in the subsequent days that, that, that followed, he had to make a decision about, okay, what am I going to do? Now, he wasn't, for him, moving from Boston to some other place, that wasn't going to be the thing. But in his own way, he had to decide also that he was going to move. Listen to this clip from when Maury decided, okay, I'm going to take a different attitude. I'm going to mentally move from where I was and go to a new place. What am I going to do? Am I going to withdraw into depression, anger, bitterness, resentment, rage at the world? Say, you did this to me? To hell with you. I won't have anything to do with you. Or, I say, I've got here, too, who knows? long to live, I'm going to make use of it. I'm going to do something with the rest of my life. And I'm going to remain composed. I'm going to be dignified. I'm going to be high-spirited. I'm going to be humorous. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be related to people. I'm going to be loving. And this was, this was his sort of this was sort of his aha, you know, moment there of like, okay, here's my bad circumstance. Here's my move to Arizona. I'm going to move from being a person who never thought about being sick, never thought therefore about it. How, how do I want to act in my final years to someone who says, okay, this is who I am now. This is what I need to think. And this is what I need to make my priorities. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this.
So you now became, okay, so now you told us about the, the good things that happened to you, started to happen to you. How did you change as a person? We we're seeing how Maury changed. Maury went from yeah. you know, being a guy who taught about a subject, sociology, which yeah. other people wrote about, other people you know, wrote books and he taught their theories to suddenly being the subject of his own life story and being his subject of his own class, talking about what he was learning about what was, you know, what was important in life when he was dying. How did you change internally? Yeah. yeah. So internally, um, it was mindset of, you know, a first of, first of all, when I made the decision, like everything I've done in my life, I've always gone all in. And so now I want to be better. Now I want, I want to be those better things, better man, better father. You know, I've just fractured my family. And I think the people that came into my life fed me positivity. The pastor, Don Wilson, this guy was powerful. He was put in my path. This guy challenged me like no man ever on the planet has challenged me. But he challenged me like a brother. And I didn't have a brother. And, and, and Don fed me in so many ways. But life coach, same way, positivity. They, they, they made me feel like I had value. I didn't still think I had any value. My ego was being, had been crushed. And from going from this big ego to, you know, I've just gotten my butt kicked here. Um, people that came around me, a trainer, I mentioned a trainer came in my life, like put, put his arm around me, never met him before. I've got a cane. I'm 48 years old. And he goes, how you doing? And this guy put me under his wing. So we've got this trainer. We've got a life coach. We've got a church. We've got elders. It just, Everybody fed me with, I did have value and they were going to breathe life into me. And they did. And they still do. Every one of them still does. So they're breathing life into you, yeah. which is great. And, and I think what people can draw from this is, you know, if the community that you're in isn't working for you, or maybe you've blown it up in some way, or you've lost your standing in it or whatever, you know, the, the, the smart thing may not to be to just try to repair every, every hole in the boat. Sometimes it's, let me start anew. Let me yeah. go someplace where I can, I can admit my faults, not have to be a person who used to be this and now has to be embarrassed at being that. Start from the beginning. So you have all these great people now in your life, trainers and pastors yeah. and, 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 and people who, who believe. So what, as you started to climb up, back up, was different this time on your ascent then your first ascent, you know, 20 plus years sure. ago when you were just kind of another successful young man growing into a successful full-fledged adult. Sure. So because I think my mind was wide open that if I didn't make a change, it was, I was no longer going to survive I, and I wanted to thrive. Right. So now my mind is, it has shifted by all these influences and now church, the people they kept bringing in and Don Wilson, I keep going back to Don Wilson. He was, a, he was speaking to the men every day. I just happened to hit the right church and he's speaking to me every Sunday. Like he's getting me right here. It's like, am I the only guy in here? Like he's, he's grabbing my heart. He's twisting my mind. And then he brought in a guy named Barry Cameron who, and it was right at the a point where I was ready to go back to Ohio, but not yet. Like, like I knew I had to go back to my business and that, you know, without that, I couldn't survive in, in Phoenix or anywhere else. And so I kind of, you know, I was kind of on a, sabbatical from my business back and forth traveling back and forth and they brought a guy in named Barry Cameron who wrote Contagious Generosity they brought him in to speak and left his book but what he said was his his fundamental principle was you got to make more save more and give more 
And here I was sitting on my butt in church trying to get well. And something just came over me that I'm well. It's my time to get back engaged in life and go make a difference on this planet instead of sucking out everybody else's energy trying to make me better. It's now my turn. So I, that next day, I think I put a, a, I call a realtor for, for sale sign in and away I went. What happened in the years that followed? Yeah. So the years to follow, I went back and forth. Uh, you know, nothing's easy. Change is not like I was the guy that, you know, everybody's going to follow up the mountain. I, I created, I inspired, I, 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 told, I communicated the mission and they followed me. So I've got a big business back home and I've still got to be that guy. So that guy scared me though. That guy intimidated. That guy wasn't kind. There wasn't a lot of empathy in that guy. So back and forth, it was, there's always a pool. Like it's always here. I had 47, 48 years of that guy. Now I'm trying to make this shift and yet I need people to follow me. So creating that and yet staying what I, what I want to call this new Brent, enlightened, uh, a guy with empathy, a guy with a different mindset, a guy that wasn't trying to intimidate, but really inspire for the right reasons. Uh, and, and, and they are based around, you know, I want to inspire people to be better. That's my goal today. Instead of just getting everything I can out of them, I want to give them tools to be better. And so if they can do that, like they can be better for all of us. They can be better at home. They can be better, you know, at my business. And that's really the key. When I, when I stopped worrying about me and started making it about others, my life changed. Let me ask a question. Um, was yeah. your shift to philanthropy due to this <clears throat> or were, would you say, I mean, were you this person before? <clears throat> were, you, were you philanthropic prior to this happening? Or not on the, yeah, not on the level that I, I became. So Not this shift yeah. in your own being also changed you to be more giving and looking outside yourself rather than just within yourself and how much can I achieve? How good can I be? That sort of thing. Yeah. Huge shift. And I think, you know, that fundamental principle, like, like make more, save more, give more, like that just fired me up that I, mm-hmm. that I could do more for the kingdom that I was just like, okay, all these great men have been feeding me. It, I'm fed. Let's go. So the business, when I went back, like I was still cautioned, but the business blew up from 11 to 17 to when I sold it in 18, like we just went straight up. When you sold your business there, mm-hmm. what did you decide? That was such a big part of who you were Yeah, and your yeah. definition. What did you decide to do then? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, uh, for me, there was a, a transition period for sure. I didn't have it all figured out the day I sold it. And, and you know, it was three years later, I decided to write the book. I think for me, that was the big shift at two and a half years in. I'm like, all right, here's my life. Here's my purpose. Here's my mission that I always had a mission. Now I had a new mission and that was to inspire people. So what would you say, because, you know, we've heard how this all works for Brent Yates. Yeah. Given your circumstances, given your move to Arizona, given your finding that great past or all those. But now let's try to spread it so that everyone who's listening to us can pull something from this that's applicable to them. What is it about the gravity of up? What is it about the plan that you sort of suggest that you believe makes it a more of a universal thing that anybody who's in a situation of their own where they need to try to kind of recalculate the settings can follow what you're suggesting and, and, and have it work. Yeah. So I started doing podcasts uh, when I started writing the book because I was on no social media, no nothing. And I started bringing in people in the entertainment industry, sports, race car driver, golfer, uh, Kevin Hall from Columbus, Ohio, 
uh, MMA guy. And what I heard was across the board, these guys went all in, 100% went all in. And what I suggest to people is, you know, like, like I created space by going to Phoenix. I suggest that you create space and you take all the resources and you can to see change. Change is such a, an amazing adventure. And if you don't take it all in, you don't see enough change quickly enough. So there's so many resources. If you truly want to create space, make change, find adventure, like they're out there. You're, you are a prime example of that. And now I want to be a piece of that where people can see that I did it. God cared enough for me to give me the tools to move. But at the same time, change is available to everybody. But that creating space and that desire to be better, like don't give it to me that you don't want to be better. If you're just sitting around going, you know, I'm just cool with where I'm at. I think that's bull. I think everybody wants more value to give and wants to be better. Change is the secret to that. Did you say change takes a lot of courage? <sighs> Heck, I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't know how much courage it took. I, I didn't have a choice. Uh, I love change though today. Change is adventure and adventure. If tomorrow's just like today, I don't need it. But man, change, adventure, give it to me. You have a lot of that in your life right now in your yes, 60s. Sir. Yes, sir. A lot sir. of adventure. Yeah, well, that's love good. it. Love it. Makes it. Li it makes life a lot easier to get through uh, as, yeah. you, uh, as, as you get older. Yes. Uh, adventure, change, growth. These are some of the things that are suggested in this new book by Brent Yates. It's called The Gravity of Up. I'm curious about that title. Wow. Um, I kind of, there's like four or five things. The, the book could have been The Adventure Up, The Power of Up, Gravity. I, I choose to be attracted to what's up. I'm closer to, to, to Father in Heaven than I am to this earth. And I'm looking up, I'm looking at the moon, I'm looking at things of mass, and I'm looking at where I'm going. I can't hit what I can't see, but I can see up. And I've got so many metaphors around it. But the gravity of up begins with, with, our, with programming our body through our mind, with positivity and gratefulness. If you can start your day there, put the right people around you that can lift you up because it takes, life's a team game. Life is a team game. And if you want to raise your life up, if you want to change your life, it's the people you find in business and personally that can help you change your life. That's the momentum of my team, the team I've got around me. And that truly, like I've, 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 I've created a vest that is kind of a workout vest and it kind of takes the takes the fat and gets the toxins off me. And, and part of that force, like, like you got to be in shape to go up. You do have to have the discipline and the energy to think upward. And I can move my life upward. The gravity of up is about that power, but friction is holding you down. Your, your life is holding you down. We want to build you up and help you take, help you to go up. The gravity of up is so many things, but it's about power, discipline, and mindset. The book's available now, and it's by our guest, Brent Yates, B-R-E-N-T-Y-A-T-E-S. And you can check out his website at brentyates.com to find out more of it. Brent, it's happy, I'm happy to hear a story about someone who, who took, a, a, took a tough moment and turned it around. You know, that's kind of what, uh, kind of what this show is about, too. Uh, you know, and uh, obviously Maury had a tough moment and turned it around. And so uh, congratulations to you and, uh, and what you've been able to do. And I hope you're able to inspire a lot of other people who are in similar situations. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be uh, sitting here talking to you today. Know that.
Well, we appreciate you sitting here. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Brent and inspired uh, by that. And if you're in a similar situation, change your environment. That's a great, a great piece of advice. Change your environment first and foremost, and then be open to the things that happen in the new environment. And don't say, well, this is just the new environment's version of the old trouble. Find new things. Find new, uh, exciting, inviting, and, and positive uh, influences in your new environment, even if that new environment comes with some restrictions. As you heard Maury say, you know, he had to become a different person, but all right, he was going to become a wonderful version of the different person. Try to do that. We do this every week, and so we'll be back next week with another edition of Tuesday People. I want to thank Lisa Goitsch for putting this together. Thank Brent Yates for being our guest. And until we get a chance to talk to you again, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday people.